Today on Happy the Home, we are going to review the last four programs. So stay tuned as we cover two hours of practical parenting in less than 30 minutes. Welcome to Happy the Home. We're in program number five, which corresponds with um, chapter five in the companion book. We'll talk a little bit about that. I am Paul Rain. This is my lovely wife, Carolyn. And today we are going to review the four programs that we've had so far. The reason for the review is because each program is building on the next program, so we want to get you right up to speed. If this is the only program you've watched so far, you're right in with us. We are part of a ministry called Restoration International, and we're delighted that you've invited us in the form of tuning in to 3ABN to be in your living room today, and we pray that we'll have a blessing together. Happy the Home is the name of the program, and it's a program that you not only watch, it's a program that you do. And you'll get the sense of that as we go through today's program, because if we, if we watch the TV and we hear all kinds of good stuff, but we don't make a choice to put some of those things into action, and we're particularly talking about how that relates to raising our children and, and family life, then the TV was just entertainment just kind of killing time so we really want you to engage in this so if you need to grab a pencil and paper now's a good time it's not going to be difficult stuff anybody can follow along no matter what kind of kids you have and or no matter what kind of parents you are so Carolyn tell us about the different sections that we have in happy the home Section one is called winning our child's heart. And you know, if we want our children to do things that we feel a burden for, we need to win their hearts first. And that really is what this whole section is about. Section two is where we're going to, once we have their affections, and we're going to review that at the end of the first section, which is about program 13, I think. Then we're going to move on and see if our children are willing to make a commitment to God, a commitment to Christ, a, a small step for some or maybe a big step for others. And section three is entitled Developing Christian Principles at Home. This is a really practical section where we really get down into the nitty gritties of what's happening at home and how we can get better at the things we do. Now, those of you who've watched the program before will know about the companion book, oh, wrong way, um, The Connected Family. It's a book that Carolyn and I wrote that goes right along with the programs. Each section in there is corresponding with the sections that Carolyn just told you about in the programs. So chapter one goes with program one, chapter two goes with program two, and so on. So if you're going to get the most out of Happy the Home here on 3ABN, you need to get yourself the companion book. It gives you opportunity not only to kind of review the program by reading the the text, which is probably only five or ten minutes to read through a chapter. Well, but there's more stuff in there too. Th there's more stuff, but the other thing is that the, the challenges that we give at the end of each program is just one. Actually, in the book, there are uh, two or three, sometimes four, 
that kind of all interrelate. We're just covering one on the program, so you do want to get that book. Also, there's an opportunity to, in the book, to journal your progress, and there's a few extra things that you can do if you're going backwards and forwards, husband and wife. So get yourself a couple of books, one for dad, one for mom, um, and follow along. It's, you know, children are... I don't know if any of you have been to a, a child's funeral. It's a very sad occasion. And, you know, at that point, the emotion is high that we will do anything for our children. But praise God, there's no, there's no funeral today. You've got children. They're in your home or they're accessible. You're watching this program. So don't let it just... Don't let it be something you just watch on the screen. It just disappears past and on comes the next program. Let's make a difference in the hearts of our children. So let's go on to program number one. Program number one, we were talking about, uh, we read a story in family time about Shackleton. So Ernest Shackleton, who um, got stranded in the Weddell Sea down somewhere near Antarctica, and he ended up in a very difficult situation, and he needed three specific things. He needed um, determination, he needed commitment and he needed power. And we were encouraging you, if you remember that program or if you're just reviewing here, to pray specifically as we go through Happy the Home. We want you to be praying every day, God, give me the ability to be a committed parent, to be a determined parent. And some of the step forwards that we're going to take are going to be challenging. I don't think we've had any real challenging ones yet. Maybe one, that's staying quiet if you found anything amiss in the bedrooms. But um, we want you to be praying those prayers. That was really program one. Prayer is the foundation to good parenting. And um, if, if you remember, we were also encouraging the viewers to pray specifically for their children. That's right. By name, their specific needs that they have, their weaknesses, their strengths also. We praise the Lord for those. But specific prayer for our children. In program number two, program number two was entitled, What in Their World is Going On? And this is where we had you, or if you're just watching this for the first time, we want to introduce you to the idea of kind of being a secret detective to figure out how your children tick. What makes them uh, happy? What makes them sad? You know, what are their interests in life? And we, we figured out that <clears throat> oftentimes that doesn't happen because the parents are distracted. And they're distracted. The children are doing their own thing. And so there's this generation gap starts to... And that's an old term, but it's very real. So, Carolyn, what... <clears throat> How are some of the ways that we as parents can get distracted? We talked about overcommitment. And life seems to have become so busy these days, there's not time even for the basic needs of the family anymore because we're all on a rush and a run. And so overcommitment, too many meetings to go to, too many social engagements as well that throw us into everything but taking care of our own families. The, the thing is, what makes me laugh is we've all seen those commercials and they say, this product will save you time. It will save you money and give you more time for the things that matter. Um, I don't know if you've heard any of those kind of ads, but you know, it's just advertising <laughs> because those things actually steal you away from your mm -hmm. children. 
Um, you know, it can be for us guys oftentimes, it can be employment, it can be our business, our occupation, our career, whatever you want to call it. But we go to work and we come home and at the end we just flop out on the couch and it's like... Have you done uh, that? I've done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, children, you want me to play now? I mean, come on, get real. Dad's had a hard day at work. You just amuse yourself and leave me alone. So could it be that good things can get in the way and distract us from really tuning into our children's world? Yeah, it, it can. Because what about church? Could that yeah, do that? I, I don't know if any of you viewers are churchgoers, but, you know, some churches... Um, there's lots of people and the work spread out, but in most churches that I've had to do with, the work of keeping the church going is limited to just a few people. And if you're one of those people that you feel like, oh, it's my duty to, to help out at church, I think it is our duty. But if we are so busy at church that as we're disappearing off to some study or something, we've got children saying, Dad, why, why can't you have any time with us? Why do you always have to be doing that stuff? I hope that's a call to our hearts. I'm not saying that, obviously, church activities are wrong, but if they take the place of family or they eclipse family so that family can't grow sooner or later and Carol and I are speaking from experience on mm -hmm. this sooner or later we will run out of ministry because family was not in its place God did have a gospel order he had the marriage our relationship with God was first and our marriage was next our family was next and then reaching out in all those different aspects of life reaching out is important as well you were talking in the previous program about sports Mm -hmm. And that was something that was big in your childhood. But in adulthood, as a parent, sports, can be, for guys particularly, can be a big thing that eclipses everything. That's right. And the, the kids get left out. So mothers and fathers, take the time to um, find out how your children tick. Um, you know, be observant. Be connected. I've got a, a, a scripture here that um, I remember, Proverbs 27, 23. It says, be diligent to know the state of your flock and attend to your, her uh, your herds. I hope you can take that to its spiritual depth. You need to find out where your children are. How about, uh, oh, another, another way that we can, a generation gap can start and we can get disconnected from our children is the techie world. And we looked at that quite a bit in program number two, and we, we found out that they can be, you know, texting away and doing all kinds of things, and we are oblivious to the world that they're in. I remember one time I was at some big church meetings. There was a thousand people there in the auditorium. The speaker was up there giving a great message, and there were some girls in front of me, and they were texting. And the mother saw it, and she kind of said, you know, give, give me the cell phone, give me the cell phone. She didn't say anything because the meeting was going on. And the girls were kind of, they, they didn't want that. And so eventually the mother reached out and she, you know, she said, I want it, I want it now. And the girls were going through, deleting all the text messages and then they gave the cell phone to mommy. But, you know, if we are not techie parents and our children are in the technical world, which is quite possible, then they are in a different world to us and stuff is going on and ignorance is not bliss, parents. We need to know what is going on in our children's techie world. And Carolyn and I made this decision a while ago that 
um, we are going to stay techie, aren't we? Mm -hmm. We are going to keep up. I've said to my children that you are not going to get ahead of daddy, technically. <laughs> and um, and uh, to this stage, they're 14 and 12, and there's nothing that they can do on an iPod or a, a computer that I can't do. So I'm determined to stay ahead of them because it connects me with their world. I know how to check their... Uh, the stuff that they do on there and you need to as well parents don't let the technical world escape you it is part of our children's life um, so so children are kind of like 3abn constantly transmitting that's right they're constantly sending out messages and we need to be tuned in to their message to listen to their light to listen to their body language to listen to their music not that we have to listen to their music but to know what they're into so that we can connect with them on the techie side, um, there's a website. It is internetsafety101.org. If I lost you a bit on some of that techie stuff, then, or you feel a little bit overwhelmed, it, see if you can get online and just type into the browser there, into Internet Explorer or whatever. Type out internetsafety101.org, and it will take you to a site that will help you to know what JPEG images are mm. and, and what YouTube is and all that kind of stuff so that you can know what your kids are doing on the web, whether it's at home or at school or on their mobile phone or whatever. <coughs> program number three, Carolyn, was a great program. Uh, it was called The Effects of Affection, and there we talked about different kinds of home atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Why don't you recall some of that for us. Well, we kind of related the home atmosphere to the real atmosphere outside of the home. The, the weather. The weather. <laughs> and we're all very familiar with that. And, you know, how those different atmospheres, the, the cloudy home, what that's like. And generally, there's just a general negativeness in the home, easy to get agitated with each other, easily, easy to put each other down, that kind of a home atmosphere. And then there's the stormy home, where the clouds have built up now, and people start shouting at each other or there's clashes that take place and the rainy home where harsh words are said and somebody starts crying a child <coughs> even if the parents don't cry on the outside maybe they're crying on the inside and then we talked about the sunny home that's the environment that we all want to have we all like sunshine after all on the outside so you're, you're using that term sunshine what do you mean by trying to create a sunny atmosphere in the home where people are courteous one to another, where there's love and kind words spoken, and it's just a place you want to be rather than get me out of here to anywhere else. Now, that's, that would seem like everybody would want that, mm -hmm. but from our travels speaking to people, it seems that that doesn't, um, it doesn't happen a great deal. It seems like we're nice um, in public. How are you, sir? Good to meet you. It's great to see you again. Um, and then the, ch the children are, don't bug me, don't bug me. Well, you know, we can even be kinder to our pets than we are to our children. And how do we know that? Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got pets. Be and because <laughs> pets don't bug you in the same exactly. way. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes the children... They don't answer back. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so let's go a little bit more on this sunny home, Carolyn. T tell me a little bit more. Um, how does forgiveness play into a sunny home? Forgiveness is a big part of a sunny home because we've all messed up and we all know that we have and so often we go around with this kind of head in the air and wasn't anything to do with me and I'll speak to him when he speaks to me. 
type of atmosphere and it just destroys a home atmosphere if we would just go to our spouse to our children just say you know I shouldn't have said what I did I shouldn't have said it the way I did I'm sorry somehow that's a great big hurdle that we struggle to get over and you know the devil knows that he does not want us to get over that and so that's why the hurdle is there but oh it's so much easier if we choose to go there and if we as parents set the example our children will quickly follow what if you and I as happens in every marriage if you and I have crosswords <laughs> and we end up kind of clashing mm -hmm. how does that how do you think that affects the children well, it's a, it's a painful experience for children to see parents, and that's a whole, you know, we're not going to go to that whole subject, but when children see parents at each other, that is a painful thing for children. And if it happens too often, children will start to emulate, and then you'll see in your children the same contention that you've had with, with each other going on with them and their siblings. I don't know if you are um, seeing that in your children. Mm. I don't think there's a parent on planet Earth, if they are really observant, that isn't seeing themselves walking around. And um, we don't tend to see the good traits as much, but we see the bad traits and we think, oh, where did that come from? And it's like, yeah, duh, where did it come from? It came from me. That, that's my little self, you know, in my child walking around. <laughs> and, you know, somehow other people's children cannot bug you so much. But when you see your own character defects <laughs> running around the home, somehow that gets, at least for me, I'm just being vulnerable, that hits a spot right in there that, oh, I need the Lord for. Otherwise, mm -hmm. self is going to deal with it. So we're talking about sunshine, though. We've, we've got to turn this negative cycle that happens at home, the clouds and the sparks, and turn it into something positive. And, you know, just simply playing with the children, enjoying them, uh, telling them that you appreciate them. Maybe they've, maybe they've just done what they're supposed to do, but at least give them some encouragement and say, hey, children, I really appreciate the fact that you, you know, dried up or you know did the dishes or loaded the dishwasher or something you know uh, another thing that I like to do it's it brings sunshine to our home is um, with my boy Caleb I, I like to ruffle his hair you know I'll, I'll take it and I'll just go on top of his hair and he goes oh dad and or pull the ponytail on my daughter's uh, hair she didn't do ponytails now but when she was younger you know these are only little things and Really what we're talking about is a disposition in the parents. Ask God for a disposition to be a happy mommy or a happy daddy. So the children like to be around you. So they don't mind just coming sitting on the couch and dropping their head on your shoulder without feeling like, I'm going to get told off because, you know, I've done something wrong. Um, that was program number three, and all that was under the effects of affection. We need to have affection at home. It's part of drawing the children closer to us and ultimately closer to their God. Program number four, what was that about, Karen? It was called Discovering Their Dreams. Maybe there's something your children have always dreamed of doing and you didn't know about it. And what would happen if their life came and went and it never got fulfilled when you could have fulfilled it? What a sadness that would be. So program number four is about discovering what those dreams are deep in their hearts. If they're little children, they're going to be different to if they're teenagers. But 
starting to discover what those dreams are. Why do we need to discover what their dreams are? How does that play into Happy the Home? Because if we can fulfill some of those dreams, even without trying, it starts to bind our hearts to theirs. Right. And we're, you know, the whole purpose of this is to lead our children to Christ. And as we lead our children to Christ, we're seeking to bind our hearts with theirs, and they will be much more willing to follow us in a path that they may not have chosen, in and of themselves, because it wouldn't be necessarily what their peers would choose, but taking them in the right direction. You know, children, if they could articulate it, the, all children want friends, don't they? And who do they gravitate to? They gravitate to people who please them, people who show an interest in them. And if that isn't mom and dad, if mom and dad are kind of um, tuned out of their children's world and are not affectionate and they're not interested in helping them along in life in, in a deeper way, I think every parent is interested in their children, but you know, if they're not going meeting their deeper needs, then they are naturally going to look for that in somebody else. And when they're 10, they're going to look for it in their buddies, but... You know, when they're 15 or 18 or, or maybe even younger, they start looking for that in the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. And it's like the parents get bypassed at that point because there isn't a close mm -hmm. connection. Mm -hmm. So if you've got younger children, now is the time to be drawing them close to your heart. Because for every, I mean, teenagers, it's a challenge. And it's not an easy time, so we need to be binding those hearts of our children to us. We also looked in program four, as I remember, uh, Malachi chapter four and verse six. God says there he wants to turn the hearts of the parents to the children. And in turn, almost as a natural result of that, the hearts of the children will be drawn to the parents. And then we have a connection that really can go places and we can steer our children. I shared in program four and um, wasn't intending to, but ended up being quite emotional about the time and effort that my parents put into me playing soccer when I was a kid. They recognized that I lacked a lot of uh, self-confidence and didn't have much... Um, I was bottom of the class in pretty much everything in school, apart from sports. And so, you know, you tend to just get pushed down and down. And they wanted to try and pick me up some way, and so they realized I was good at soccer. They ferried me everywhere, and it, even to this day, it means so much to me. And I think it's made me part of who I am mm -hmm. today, that my parents took that interest. So we are challenging you as parents in program number four, Discover Their Dreams. This isn't a program where we want you at this point to go and fulfill those dreams. We are just wanting you to discover their dreams. And we actually had Hannah and Caleb on set here on program number four, and we were finding out some of their dreams, cello and flute, and how they'd been fulfilled. You know, uh, I have another scripture here. It's uh, found in Second Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 7. And it's, it's really for parents. It says this. It says, Be strong... And do not let, I'm sorry, and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. That is a promise mm -hmm. to parents. Parents, we need to 
at the, at the ages of our children are, they're never going to get any younger than they are right now. We are never going to have more time to be good parents than right now. So we want to encourage you to take some of these practical steps. Now, I'm going to try and review those for you. The program number one was entitled, What We Need to Succeed. And we were just asking you at that point to pray for power, pray for determination, pray for commitment, and pray for your children. That was program number one. That was the assignment that we gave you. And program number two, what in their world was going on? And that was where we wanted you to be observant, to tune in to the radio station or the TV station that your child is, um, well, that, that's not very good. If your children are like a TV station, they're mm -hmm. constantly transmitting, and we need to tune in to what they are transmitting. Because well, if you didn't tune into this program today, you wouldn't be hearing this. The only way you're watching us today is because you chose to tune in. And your children are transmitting all the time, too, just like this program is, whether you tune in or not. So tune in to what your children are transmitting, and you'll get to hear it. Don't miss it. Don't miss yeah. what your children are transmitting. They're doing it all the time. That was program number two. Program number three, we talked about affection and our need to be spiritually and physically and emotionally affectionate towards our children, to, to play with them and um, to get down and play Legos or go for a, a sled ride down the hill or you know, go doing some of the things that they enjoy. Be affectionate to them. And then in program number four, um, which we just looked at, discovering their dreams. We want you to find out some of the things that your children would like to do, some of those bigger things. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a bigger thing, though. It just has to be something that is intelligent. You're looking for something you can do for them that will bind their hearts closer to you, a thoughtful thing that you can do. Might be a small thing, might be a, a big thing. A friend of ours, his dad just brought him home a softball from, uh, from the store, and he was delighted with it. To this day, he's, he's the same age as me, and he's an evangelist, goes all over the world preaching. To this day, he remembers the day that his dad brought a softball home from uh, the store. It, it touched his heart. So be looking for those things that would encourage your children. We're going to take a short break now, and we'll be right back in just a few moments. You know, we want to, we really want you as the viewers to get the most out of Happy the Home. And so if you haven't seen the previous programs, even though we've reviewed them rather quickly, I admittedly, I admit, but, you know, we encourage you to call into the 3ABN call center. The number comes up every now and then. And order those past few DVDs and so you can catch up on the programs. We also want you to get the book there that they were just mentioning, The Connected Family. Chapter one in the book goes with, chapter, with program one and chapter two with program two. So it's really a aid to help you get the most out of the program. We wanted to close off with a prayer for, for you and for our parenting. So why don't we do that now, sweetheart? Father in heaven, we pray for our children. We thank you for them, and we thank you for the character development that they bring about in us. And we pray that you would give us the grace to be the parents that we know that we can be and that we long to be. And we thank you for this in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. 
Well, it has been good spending some time with you today. Thank you so much again for inviting us into your living room. Our only desire is that you will become better parents. And join us for the next program, program number six. It's entitled, A Most Powerful Motivator.